0: I'm Chris,
1: and I'm Ryan. And
0: how do we do record night?
1: Well, we draw a theme from a hat. Each of us brings a record that we think represents that theme, and we show it off. We talk about it. We analyze it. We hang out, and that's record night. Yeah.
0: So, uh, what's our theme tonight?
1: Well, tonight it was kind of a fun one. Uh, normally we have something super concrete that we kind of have to stick to, and this is just—it's free play. Bring what you want, which is generally where I draw from my list of things that <laughs> I haven't pre-thought about yeah. um, that match any of the themes. Because, you know, when we're writing themes down, I'm always like, ooh, this one. Ooh, this one. And these were like, I don't know where these will fit, if they'll <laughs> ever fit in anything. Yeah, I'm going to force this on you.
0: Yeah, like this is one I've been wanting you to list to forever. And I mm-hmm. so, um, but... uh, I mean, same with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Why well, don't you uh, give out our details and I get a hold of us? Oh, yeah. Um, so we
1: take themes obviously, mm-hmm. and we, we analyze them, stuff like that, but it's not an endless well. Uh, <laughs> so we would very much like some help. Um, I mean, we've already hit the episode where you bring whatever you want. So, <laughs> um, follow us on or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash record night on Instagram at record pod. Or you can just email us at recordnightpod at gmail.com. Send us your themes. Talk to us about our themes, about the albums if you'd like. You know, what would you pick on a certain theme? What do you think about uh, the crap Chris and I brought tonight to show each other?
0: I wouldn't call it crap, yeah. Um, I wouldn't either. (laughs) (laughs) Free play is, uh, is, if you guys use your themes on that, like, honestly, I wouldn't. It'd just be record you liked. <laughs> be like. Okay. Unless
1: you want to show off like pinball Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you gotta have like free play, yeah, arcade. I That's where my brain you, went.
0: Like, did you try to get cute with it? Did you think about anything that would arcade games based? No. Yeah.
1: I mean, I could have but I was like, but I wanna show these ones off.
0: I gotta tell a quick little anecdote that no one might find interesting but me. But Okay, um,
1: hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna ASMR some beer real quick. Oh shit. Oh. Uh, glug 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 glug.
0: <laughs> what did you drink? What are you, what are you drinking, pal?
1: Oh, this is a Hofbrau Munchen, Hofbrau original.
0: Okay, I'm drinking just Schinerbach, like just normal Schinerbach, because mm-hmm. it it never disappoints me. It's it's always there for me. <laughs> it says it says Chris, you're gonna like me, and I'm like I know I will. Um, so hey, <laughs> my previ- What's your story? My previous job. Um, in the, in the Grand Prairie, Texas, down in the basement of the building, they had a a uh, arcade machine. They had like a like thousands of or like a, not thousands, like a hundred games on there. And I'd go on there, play Galaga, right? Okay. <clears throat> and one time I went down there, and uh, but I always had to pay. I went down there, no one was around out, and it, played it back in, and free play it showed up. And that became like a theme of almost anything I do now. It's just free plays, something I'm always awesome at. And I'm also pretty awesome at Galaga. Pretty good Galaga. But so
1: what you're saying is you brought the Galaga soundtrack.
0: I did bring the Galaga soundtrack. No. I didn't <laughs> I did not. Um but I tell you what I did bring. I brought tell me. I brought Converge's Jane Doe. Cool. Uh, Converge are a legendary, I'd say legendary hardcore band. They started in 1990, but didn't really release anything until 1994. But Jacob Bannon, the lead singer of Converge, or I guess you call him a singer, I guess, vocalist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he <laughs> He's 43, so he's been in this band since he's about 14 years old. And they didn't really do anything. This band? The, yeah, Converge.
1: Holy shit, I didn't yeah. realize they were that old.
0: But then start writing what they consider, and this is quote, relevant music until 1994. But the yeah. band's fucking 30 years old. <laughs> you know, like, that's crazy. That's just crazy, and um, and yeah, and so the if you guys know if you he haven't heard Converge, that means you're not into heavy music, honestly. Um, the, yeah,
1: maybe. I mean, i I haven't listened to them too much
0: but before you, this, but you've heard of Converge, right? And you've seen
1: I've heard of them. Yeah. Okay,
0: and you've seen kids with their shirts with the Jane Doe on the front. Oh, of of it. course. Yeah. 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 And you know, many bands have tried to copy that sort of style of a uh, of a. Uh, the artwork, which I'll talk a little bit about, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's it consists of Jacob Bannon, Kurt Balow, Nate Newton, Ming Collar, But actually, there was a fifth guitar player that was fired shortly before they toured for Jane Doe, named Aaron Dahlbeck, who is also a member of Bane, uh, hardcore band Bane. Um, hmm. and know, uh, yeah, they're 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 whoever they are. Bane aren't my aren't my type <laughs> of hardcore, but you know, they're it's, I mean, Bane, I, I mean, they're like they're like tough guy hardcore, you know, it's uh, that's what they are, but yeah, anyway, he was um fired, and we'll talk a little bit about that too, but um, this is their fourth record, but I'd consider it their third, because the, there's one of them, like the two before, like kind of like compilation records, they take stuff that they've recorded, and mash them together, to make a record, so this is like their third record, and I'm honest, you know, so I'm not too familiar with their early stuff, because um, that's just the way, like when it comes to things that are, Milestone, for me, I find it hard mm-hmm. to go back and listen to the stuff before that. I don't know if you're the same Like way.
1: watching them like build up to it. Yeah,
0: which is something that they've, I don't want to say they've peaked with um, Jane Doe, but it's definitely my favorite of theirs. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends on the band. Mm-hmm. There's bands like Neurosis that I don't really like anything pre, Through Silver and Blood. Yeah, yeah. Or anything after The Sun That Never Sets. Like, they had a good, like, solid chunk of good stuff. I think Melvin's are... They're less that way. Their stuff's all at least interesting, but it's like, they have, like, a bad period.
0: And where's the bad period? Is it before or after Houdini?
1: Um, it's after. I mean, also a little bit before. They kind of started off as, like, a weird punk band. And that stuff was, eh. Their demos were okay. Um... (laughs) I want to mention... The, there was a period... Uh, we, we're we not going to go too much into Meldons. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. But stuff between, like, Stoner Witch and the Senile Animal is all kind of, like, nebulous and, for the most part, whatever.
0: I want to mention that Jacob Band is also a graphic artist. He did mm-hmm. the artwork for Jane Doe. I don't know if you looked it up. It's insane. But I will mention other bands he's designed work for. Um, I'm going to mention the ones that I've heard of. <laughs> I guess I'll just move it. So, As I Lay like Dying, Bane, uh, Converge, of course... Death before dishonor, embrace today. Every time I die, a Fallout Boy, right? Go to the Ghost, mm-hmm. um, Goat whore, the Hope Conspiracy, uh, Modern Life Is a War, No More Gene, A uh, Poison the Well, Pulling Teeth, Sepultura, Send, uh, Rises of Fail, uh, Under Earth in United Nations. So those. I mean, he's done plenty more, but but he is he is well sought after when it comes to doing artwork. Mm-hmm. i don't
1: like any of those bands but uh while uh while i was listening to or while i was looking up uh converge stuff i looked into kurt blau's uh production stuff yeah and, and t- he worked with a lot of bands i really like yeah. albums i really like yeah,
0: he's a, he he both him and jacob are pretty insane like uh when it comes to doing like things that are important, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And uh, people didn't really give a fuck about Converge until Jane Doe came out. And I want—I guess I'll talk about Jane Doe. Released September four, two thousand and one. Uh, Damn, this thing's old. Yeah, it's old, man, and it's—and uh, it came out, you know, the same year that nine eleven happened. You know, like mm-hmm. like the couple of days before, same month it sounds like. Yeah, same month yeah, it sounds like it was. And in fact, when they were about to start the tour on Jane Doe, they were going on. They had to drive through New York to get to a few places that they had shows that were canceled there, and they basically went to a place that was just covered in ash. You know, jeez. Um, when I first heard Jane Doe, uh, it was uh, a friend had it right, and it, and I I did not like it at all. I did not like Jane Doe when mm-hmm. I first started. Um at the time I was I wasn't too keen on brutal uh, brutal music because this is this is fucking brutal, you guys are here when the sample. And uh I've and I visited it maybe ten years ago, maybe maybe a little less, and I got it. I understood it. Like mm-hmm. Jane Doe is fucking awesome. <laughs> um and uh, I've I've been following converge here and there after this record, but again, like to me, nothing rivals it when it comes to how important this is. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I think I've listened to it like once before. Oh yeah, back back, back in like maybe high school, maybe yeah. a little after. Yeah, so it's been a while.
0: And so, but, but you've did did you do you remember liking it at the time?
1: I feel like I didn't, or I would have listened to it more.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I want to mention. We'll, we'll get into the uh, more more into the. Uh, I guess lyrics stuff it when we when we do it. But um you just want to get into it? Let's just do it.
1: Yeah. All right. Show off uh show off your sample.
0: All right. This is so yeah, go ahead.
1: Generally what we do is uh in the past we'd had like a ten second silence where you could switch over to the album, listen to it so you kinda get an idea of what we're talking about, uh, you know, a way to discover new music, and then you'd come back and uh listen to us talk about it. Um but recently, we started making little samplers of it, so
0: because we don't give people too give much us, homework, you know. So, like, yeah, you know,
1: give us give us a minute or two, listen to this little sampler we made of the album. It's got uh, bits from every song, and if it sounds like something you want to listen to, definitely listen to it, and then come back. Um, just, yeah, yeah, all right. And so this is a better way to a yeah. good way to you know really get what we're talking about.
0: And so this is uh, converges Jane Doe. back. that was um Converge's Jane Doe not the oh, whole sure thing it was um, <laughs> that was all of it it's short album yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, st- I if i heard that i still think it's pretty cool though <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh so like i said, Aaron Aaron uh they broke up in some unceremonious unceremonious terms and of course the band has a different uh idea of how they kicked him out as opposed to mm-hmm. how he was kicked out but he says he left the band but they basically told him it's either converge or bane, and we think you should choose bane. That was that was how that worked. Okay, um, but uh, but but to be fair, he didn't do any writing on the record. This was all. Uh, okay, this was all Bob. Uh, it was all Kurt, Bob, and um and Jacob who did the lyrics, and apparently he he contributed a few riffs for this as well. Um, but he's a horrible guitar player, so he says. Um, so <laughs> before we talk about the lyrics to this record, almost all of all of them, you can't understand they're unintelligible and Oh yeah. And I think the lyrics that even have on like genius, which you've been using are not quite the lyrics because they're basically the, in the lyric booklet or the booklet, they're just transcribed their poems that go with every song, but only every now and then can you figure out if they're part of the song. Um, and Yeah. Today and they're
1: also like weird and obscured and distorted in the liner notes and yeah. all that stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: You can make out some of it. And uh, like I after like I tried following along <laughs> for a lot of these songs today. And I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going to figure that out. And like people like, for we'll talk about concubine, the first song of the record. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a a minute twenty minute a minute twenty seconds of pure brutality. <laughs> um.
1: Uh, well I mean I would say this thing is uh 45 minutes of that oh yeah <laughs> this thing I mean this thing is like un unrelenting it's like you pop in for 45 minutes and it's like this is okay this is what I'm doing this is and it's
0: it's violence and it's great mm-hmm. um I could have picked this for Vince <laughs> fighting words really <laughs> I did I did
1: say on one of the later songs I would written down like this this seems like a good fight in songs it makes you just want to like mm, punch around and start mm-hmm. shoving.
0: So Concubine, it, it's probably the most um abrasive song you can start a record with <laughs> to sort of give you an idea. <laughs> um I I did not like Concubine at first and, and I was mm-hmm. like, is this even fucking music? But it so is. Um <laughs> to me. Uh but the song this record is supposed to supposed to document the disintegration of the relationship, which like I'll I i do not know about probably half the records on my on my shelf are about that. But none yeah, of the sound, so. sound this none of the sound is angry.
1: Um, yeah, they all they all kind of end up sounding more sad yeah. than anything, and this yeah. is angry. But then, like, also when you read the lyrics, I feel like the lyrics are good, but they don't maybe like don't quite match the intensity of the music. Oh no, no. it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, like, uh, like
1: okay, so it, it feels like he should just be like screaming "fuck" the whole time. <laughs> yeah, is about like the level of intensity he's at. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, for this song, he just says. Uh, stay gold forever, gold. That's the whole, all the lyrics to it, but you wouldn't fucking know it <laughs> because
1: because it's... well, you can kind of make those out as long as you know that that's what he's saying. Yeah, but that's all he says, and when you look up the lyrics, it's like a full paragraph.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good nine which he lines. doesn't
1: say any of the other stuff. No, no, he only says you stay go gold, I'll stay
0: gold, which is great. I mean, it's it's a fantastic uh song, uh blast beat, and it's 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 part of what co- makes converge converge is Jacob Bannon's vocals. Like, mm-hmm. like I've seen them live. It was scary to be in places when he would, when they'd start songs like concubine or yeah, yeah. honestly any of the songs on this record. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, it's a cool song.
1: I think it's got a really cool riff. Um, so this is kind of, I feel like this track is, I wrote it down. Um, it, it's got it kind of shows what the vibe of the album is mm-hmm. and i feel like like you say it's a hardcore album but i feel like this is like hardcore but then you've got like there there's like it doesn't sound like it but it's got like the attitude of death metal
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like so i'm listening to it and it's like i'm not really hearing like death metal stuff but i can't help when i listen is going like this guy probably likes death metal
0: yeah like the strange thing, man, about this record for me is that I actually got a punk vibe from it, big time. Um, yeah,
1: well, it's like punk meets death metal, like, kind of like a crossover thing. You, I don't know. It's, would you call it a metal I record? I listen to a lot of old death metal. Would you call it a metal record?
0: At yeah, parts. Yeah, because that, that, that was a a big, I guess, contentious thing. People would call them metalcore, and they'd be like, mm-hmm. well, we just wrote a hardcore punk record. <laughs> and, um mm-hmm. um it doesn't sound like hardcore punk. I can go ahead and say that right now to me. It's
1: yeah. But it's like, what happens when you take punk to its logical conclusion, it's, you get metal. What happens if you take hardcore punk to its logical conclusion? You get metal. metal.
0: It's, it's a heaviest fuck record. And part of the reason mm-hmm. why I like this record as opposed to a lot of metal records is it's fast. A lot of the time it's
1: most of the time. Yeah. yeah. And even when it slows down, it's like heavy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's crushingly heavy. Um, but uh, Concubine is a good primer for what which you're going to get the rest of the record. Um, it, with that Pretty little um, harmonic at the very beginning, it's so perfect to me. Like, I, I, can't, I can't explain how much of a great opener I think this, this song is. <laughs> um, and then we can move on to Fault and Fracture, which it's sort of, the beginning part takes its riff a little bit from Concubine because it stops, mm-hmm. it has that at the beginning that stops and goes, the, the rest of Fault and Fracture. Um.
1: So I. It, yeah, I didn't even realize it had changed because "Concubine" is so short.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't expect to be so short either. And at the time, I was like, "This is a short song," but no. That's I mean, we I've heard shorter songs. Um, like every Judas yeah. Man um, song. But this um, was the
1: song I officially gave up on trying to follow along with the lyrics. Oh, fault kind fracture of <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was just like, he's not singing the same thing. No. I realized it in the first song. I was like, maybe that's just like a different thing. And it's like, nope, that's the whole album. <laughs> So, um, um, but it's it's heavy. This yeah. song really kicks in with the heaviness, um, and like throughout most of this album, you've got what I think sets it apart from like hardcore punk and stuff like that. Is mm-hmm. like with a lot of punk, and this isn't always the case, but mm-hmm. it is for the most part the case. Is it's kind of like simple guitar riffs. Yeah, and you're three, kind three of getting chords. Like, yeah, yeah, you're playing the chords, and I know that's kind of like the Ramones thing, but even on like some of the harder core punk you just play those three chords faster yeah or you play you know heavier heavier intervals or something like I that listen, listen like, to the guitar playing down, on yeah. this is yeah the guitar playing on this is really it's out there which oh, i really like it's
0: experimental for sure and it's mm-hmm. it's it's very difficult to play honestly um mm-hmm. if you listen to it like like i, I listen to it and i'm like okay i'm not even gonna try to play this i'd probably have to down tune like the c as well to do a bunch of yeah. stuff um but uh cute little um cute little story, um Kurt actually used an altered tuning to play all the stuff a tuning he oh, really in, a tuning he invented
1: yeah, Ooh. yeah, do you know what the tuning is
0: no he I didn't I, I didn't do that dive that deep into it, but um, um. <laughs> but uh it definitely gives this a sound of desperation all the whole time um, mm-hmm. uh I, I, I don't know uh, the the lyrics are pretty they're pretty um violent like you were my heaven ablaze in the company of in the company of thieves, liars, beggars and whores. I'll be I I'll be waiting, just waiting for my time to come. Stuff like that. Um I, I again, I couldn't follow the lyrics in this. But Kurt and Jacob to an extent have spoken saying that it means whatever you want it to, which is a dangerous thing to say, honestly, in my opinion. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Especially when um you make the lyrics hard to find, mm-hmm. and you make them unintelligible. And it's like, you can, if you hear it, and you've got the wrong mindset, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, this band is that.
0: Oh, oh, did you hear he said white power twice? <laughs> <Like> yeah. <that. laughs> but it, uh, as far as I know, convergent uh, white power band. Um,
1: uh, they better not be.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Then then we'd be, uh, that'd be upsetting for Machine for sure. Um, <laughs> but then we move into distance and meaning. I really like the the towards slide riff at the beginning of this. It's like the, yeah,
1: very dissonant and like yeah. angular and jangly. Yeah, kind
0: of kind of like uh, I did, if you were to see it on um, on like a a tab side, it'd be like it'd be like uh untuned. You know that's what they would say. And um I uh I really like distance. meaning. it's the first thing where you can sort of hear it and sneer say something that was, that's where it dies, like that's where it, like you can hear part of it, and I'm like yeah. And it's like.
1: You can even, kind of pick up on stuff. I, I wrote down, like, you know, I'm pretty sure the lyrics aren't correct on these songs. No,
0: because I heard, like, I can hear say, that's where it does, but I'm seeing nowhere in the lyrics where, he's, where he says that, you know? Yeah. And so, <laughs> and but I had a friend who said that he sat down with his buddy one afternoon and they wrote down what they thought that Jacob Band said for for uh, for Jane Doe And I don't know. Yeah, they just
1: said, wah, wah. Yeah. Wah, <laughs> wah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: wah, wah Over um, and over again.
0: I love the, drive. Uh, the
1: drums on the, the drums on this are ridiculous. Yeah,
0: the drums on this are ridiculous, and also about forty seconds in is where you see where so we get a punk riff for the first time because <clears throat> because I mean well, a lot of people call this uh record mathcore, which um, I guess so, right? Would you would you get mathy out of this? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's defo mathy. Defo mathy, but uh, there's a driving riff about forty seconds in, and I love that part. Um, personally, because it repeats with this quiet palm you later, and then just I think it's really cool. Like, like the the dynamics, the guy, the riffs in this song for sure. And uh, I read, to, or at least talking, listening to or reading what Nate said about this record, that he mm. didn't want to write a record with just a bunch of riffs and mix them together. He wanted to write a song, you know? Right. And uh, I, And when, you can tell. Yeah. When I was in a, a hardcore band growing up, uh, that's what our songs were just riffs for that we mixed together somehow, but I, I'm really like this is really cool that they had enough songs in mind when they're writing, it, mm-hmm. not just parts and yeah, with a record like this you I think that that's an important thing. Um,
1: yeah, you have to. And then, we, um, and then we get to, and this will be this will be a theme throughout uh, this album and probably this whole show. Mm-hmm. This is where you kind of get the dissonant. Ugly notes oh, showing yeah. up. We
0: talked about ugly notes, it's... and this is this is one of those records that I found the beauty of ugliness. Like I, we have yeah. a few, but this is definitely ones where I rediscovered it. I guess is the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, you just kind of get these like weird intervals that like don't quite sound right, or like different timbers on the guitar that. I don't know. I think when you're first hearing a lot of this stuff you're just like, "Oh, this guy sucks at what he's playing because it doesn't sound
0: nice." Not at all. He's they're...
1: And it's like, "No, he's he's ripping." <laughs> yeah.
0: He's shredding. Then we get into yeah. the, the song Hell Pay, which actually is a song I liked even not liking the record the first time I heard it. Um
1: Yeah, it opens a little little softer. Um With a little, with a but... little uh,
0: wist wisty guitar like kind of that. Mm-hmm. And then you get the bass comes in. Um,
1: yeah, which is distorted and just super heavy and fucking awesome. Um, uh yeah.
0: the way it was done, recording four bass tracks. Um, oh my god! Yeah, and you know just the same thing I remember just to get that that thickness that 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 um that uh, thump that but of this song. <laughs> um, and uh, I love Pay.
1: Uh It's it's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, it's it's not my favorite. I actually think that Distance and mean is my favorite, but we'll get to that. Um
1: I mean it's not i don't I also don't think it's my favorite, but it's um is the one you I do
0: this is the one that you like immediately like to me it's the most immediately likable mm-hmm yeah,
1: well, it's like four songs in, and this one like really caught my ear, yeah when I was listening to it um and I kind of feel like across the album that was kind of what I ran into is the like heavier, faster songs kind of ended up like running together, yeah, which. Yeah. Maybe it's on purpose. Seeing how like concubine and fault and fracture kind of like they actually just mush together, but when they slow down, like it something about it, like it feels like I don't know, like the clouds clear or something. But it makes me pay attention to it more. So I I notice myself writing like, ooh, this sounds really cool on the slower <laughs> songs.
0: Yeah, and this one you can kind of hear the lyrics too. Um, oh yeah. And, but this song doesn't really get heavy until a minute forty in. That's when it really gets heavy. That's when you actually when you hit the distortion pedal. I guess the best way to, and then it gets quiet again, of like thirty seconds after that, like so. Um, but but it's cool because like I like how the opening riff is, and then later in the song that opening wistful song is amplified. So again, yeah, the dynamics of it, I like really, I really think that's important to note because, I mean, I, it's just, and I want to mention that Kurt was produced by Kurt Balu and Andy Hong, but uh, but Kurt did most of that stuff also when they recorded this i want to mention this they had booked a uh, studio time uh within studio a but then james taylor came in and they were bumped to studio b <laughs> so
1: from what i was reading is they actually switch back and forth for like studio a they used for the faster songs and studio b for the slower songs because they studio or maybe vice versa but they um the faster songs were recorded in like a smaller, more confined space. And then the other space for the slower songs had more, more room for them to breathe.
0: Okay. I mean, I did, I think I remember reading that. I think you're right. (laughs)
1: That's what I read on the internet. On the internet. (laughs) I mean, if it's on Mm -hmm. the internet,
0: it must be true, right? It's gotta be true. It's gotta be true. Okay. That's what they say. That's what they say. Then we, after I helped him get the home record, which is probably, probably my favorite song on the record, honestly. That'd be nice. Yeah.
1: They kick it back into the fast pace. Oh yeah. Um, but I think this one is the closest to being just like a straightforward punk
0: song. Oh yeah, you're totally one percent right about that. And the weird because I was able to make out in this, I was actually able to make him out and actually hear it was no love, no hope. Like yeah, your which, pizza.
1: There's a part during that where it's got like a really sick chug riff. and oh, you, know, you know my love of a chuggy riff.
0: Yeah, I said I said a uh, fast driving sinister punk riff. So I mean, yeah. this starts out heavy after after going to after going to um hell to pay. You actually get held pay with Homewrecker, um, yeah. And
1: but it's it's a super cool song. It's a great great little uh, punk song. They said they wrote a punk record and they wrote at least one punk song. We can yeah. say that.
0: And the you know after the, they were on Equal Vision Records when this came out, and then the next mm-hmm. ones they released some Epitaph. And they said that their records on Epitaph not necessarily like their music, but it's their attitude when it comes to releasing records, Like when it comes to. Um, it comes to actually uh their their ethics when it comes to records. So I thought that was pretty hmm. cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um Then we get into the Broken vow.
1: Yeah, which I really like. The guitar riff on this, it sounds like they're like tapping.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which that,
1: that, that kind of clues me into calling it a math core album or calling it a metal album yeah. or something like that. Because you don't really hear tapping in punk songs.
0: No, that's not something you hear a whole lot of in... And... I was I was happy to see it. I I did a, this is the first one. I think you actually hear background voices too. It's got a mm-hmm. they're a, like
1: clean backup
0: singing. Which I, I I mean you don't hear that at all, <laughs> like in, in the like 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 until the song, which is which is it's chaotic. It, it, but the background I actually like the background vocals in this. So,
1: mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool when they pop up because we're what. One, two, three, four, five. We're six songs in and they're still like introducing new elements. Mm-hmm. It, the album still sounds very concise, but it's like, Hey, we're six songs in and it might be the only song actually with backup vocals.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. And
1: you're just getting like these new, these new elements sprinkled into it. It stays interesting, but still feels like an album and not a random mishmash of songs.
0: Yeah. And th- these two songs are actually kind of pretty, pretty short right back to get back to back um and the and again they just bring in the brutality like, like no other.
1: <laughs> this one's also got a really good chug riff. I think the chug game is strong on this one. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, the tr- ch- chugger is strong. Anytime there's a Chug riff, they do it well. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is this is to me this is such a vision. This record has like they, I feel like they put together what they wanted to. You know, like yeah. And uh, I mean, at least that's how I hear it. Um, I know a lot of people have um, some problems with the production of this record, but I think it's fantastic. Um,
1: uh, I think I really only have one issue with the production and it's on it's on the next song. Um,
0: uh, bitter and then some?
1: Yeah, do we want to move on to that one? Yeah, let's do it. Cool, bitter and then some. It sounds like all the instruments are slightly too loud, so everything <laughs> uh, just kind of sounds distorted. But not in like a we turned on the distortion in the like, we don't know what we're doing kind uh, of way. Okay,
0: gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like when you get first when you're a kid and you get that grunge pedal and you turn up the gain all the way. Um, mm-hmm. but, or it's
1: like you're talking too, too close and too loudly to a microphone and it's just clipping.
0: Oh, gotcha. It you. takes out
1: a lot of the dynamics and it, it makes it sound muddy and muffled instead of like actually being loud. It's like it's peaking and doing all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Kurt says if there's anything you could do different about this record, is to not make it so loud. Mm-hmm. Which, hang hey man, whatever. Hey, this
1: is <laughs> at the height of the loudness wars, though, so yeah, yeah. you gotta do what you can. <laughs> yeah. um, if you're not familiar with the loudness wars, um, during the, I think it was like early 2000s, maybe even 2010, uh, studios and production companies and stuff were just turning the bass volume of all CDs up really loud. And it made a lot of CDs coming out in that era sound like shit because they would max out the level of volume and everything, so there'd be a lot of distortion.
2: Yeah, it's I, like
1: every every album was mixed to sound like those super loud, as made for you know, as seen on TV commercials <laughs> that wake you up at two in the morning when you fall asleep with the TV on. Yeah, it's a really I, interesting time period; definitely worth looking into.
0: <laughs> the loudness wars, yeah. Mm-hmm, should that's should what be, it's called. Is there a Wikipedia page on it? You think?
1: Maybe, Maybe. Uh, but Metallica was a part of it.
0: Oh, they were? Was it mm. Saint Anger?
1: It might have been Saint Anger.
0: God. <sighs> but yeah,
1: you can see, like, there's even, like, charts of, like, the bass volume, the average uh, sound volume of music before this time and then during this time. And it's, like, they took all the dynamics out just because they turned everything up.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, def- but this
1: song sounds like it's from that era, and I think it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 2001, That's that sounds about right. Um, then but we...
1: uh, I feel like this song—I mentioned it earlier—is I this album kind of had a death metal vibe, despite not being a death metal album. And that's what
0: you got. This, this track
1: song. has a death metal riff.
0: <laughs> I definitely hear it. Um,
1: it's got a—it's got a part that kind of sounds like a breakdown. Like this song sounds like a modern metal song, despite having come out what 19 years ago.
0: Yeah, the thing is about about this record too is a conversion. One of those bands that don't really have breakdowns. But every band after Converge had breakdowns. Poison the Well, yeah, probably because they
1: were like, "Hey, I really like that Converge riff. What if we just did that?"
0: <laughs> yeah, we just slowed down, and did that part. Um, yeah, then we get into Heaven in Her Arms, which is a I really like this song. It's a fast, punishing riff, but the, it's got
1: a, it's got like a prog metal riff.
0: But the thing I think my favorite part about it is the bass part about forty seconds in. It's got this, it's 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 a loud, just fucking kind of not. I don't want to say it's chug. But it, it did make me smile. It made me smile pretty big.
1: Yeah, I think they drop out a bunch of the instrumentation. Yeah, and, you and have it's the just, bass kind of coming in, just doing this really cool riff.
0: Yeah, and it, this is also a strange. One. It's at two forty five, they just change direction, which w- we could be just a brand new song. Um, so to yeah, me, because
1: the song's almost in like two parts. Yeah. Um, where it, like it stops for a second, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, here's the rest of this. Here's a basically a different song.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it could be two songs, but maybe they just didn't want to do it that way. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good song, but yeah,
1: I mean, it's using the same lyrics. It's maybe splitting it in two parts. Some has some sort of significance.
0: Maybe we we have to ask Jacob about that, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we've actually. I was I said that uh, earlier on that distance being my favorite song. I changed my mind on that. By the way, Well here's this? Okay, Phoenix <laughs> and is my favorite song.
1: Yeah, it's it's slow and it's heavy. This yeah. one's more my typical speed. Yeah,
0: and uh, and, and did they, no, I didn't write down that I was gonna say. I thought I wrote down that Ryan probably really likes this, but um, I do not really like the first part. Of Guess it, but what I did? What'd you do?
1: I liked it. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> you were right. Um,
0: I I'm not a big fan of the beginning part, but the the middle part has this really beautiful um this I don't. know, It's hard to explain, but uh. I'd put it a little bit on, on the sampler, but it's, um, it's this really beautiful sort of like, um, octave sound with it, but it's chuggy at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's gorgeous. This song has actually beauty in it.
1: And I mean, I really like the, this song and the next one are kind of like part one and part two again, where you've <laughs> yeah. got Phoenix in flight, Phoenix in flame, yeah, which and just, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot that too. That play in titles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part that I'm pretty sure has slide guitar
0: yeah yeah I definitely hear that like
1: shows up it's like part of like a guitar solo or something whatever whatever you want to call it it's it's just got a really cool just like oh he grabbed a slide at some point there's not, a nice little flavor to it
0: there's not any solos in this record either it's like it's not as... and that's a that's generally what happens when it puns and punk records is' really mm-hmm. solo it's not really hardcore punk but I mean there's definitely technical proficiency all throughout it like stuff that's f- fucking killer I um <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um,
1: but yeah. I think this one, this one might have been my favorite on the album.
0: And then we get into a song that actually has no guitar in it at all. Being so oh, it doesn't. To, no, it's just the drums and the, and the vocals on this one.
1: Interesting. This mm-hmm. one's super noisy, yeah. super experimental. Yeah, and I really like it. Um, it's only forty-two seconds long. Yeah,
0: and it's just, it's, definitely, it's
1: practically a grindcore song.
0: I, I almost felt like it was like not even in like a uh, like more like an interlude than a song. You know? It
1: could be, yeah. Um, but it absolute I mean, chaos, it makes so. you want to. It makes you want to thrash around. Yeah.
0: Did you thrash around?
1: I did no, but I should have. Yeah. I could have.
0: I, I felt like if if I was in a room uh, full of things I could break for free, and not to clean up, mm-hmm. I would have done it. My
1: headphones are attached, and the cable's very short. Oh, gotcha.
0: Okay. Have <laughs> you ever this place in Japan where you can just go inside with a suit on and just start busting shit up? With a baseball no, that hat. sounds
1: awesome. Yeah, well, ask t- him to put on a converge record and <laughs> yeah. thrash about.
0: I mean, I, when I was a teenager, if I could find stuff to break that was okay, I would, I would take it out to the driveway and just mash it with a, uh, a baseball bat because that's the kind of guy I am, <laughs> super angry. Uh, then we get into thaw, which is the second last song on the record. It starts out, I mean, it starts out super dirty, fucking heavy and fast,
1: which it's is another death metal riff. Yeah. And it's, this is an old Cannibal Corpse riff, as well. And it's I'm a like.
0: the the guitar running this is fucking apocalyptic. It's oh yeah, yeah. It's and it, oh, man, and there's a this is a song that actually does have a breakdown about thirty seconds in, which I mm-hmm. but they pack pack so much into the first thirty seconds. It's um, it's uh, I love it uh, quite a bit. Uh, it's
1: a cool song. I this is probably a, if someone were to make an argument that they're a mathcore band. Mm-hmm. Showed this one,
0: okay, yeah.
1: Like, if they showed this song to be like, "Oh, look, they're mathcore. Look at this," I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I buy that." Um, This is another. This is a good fighting song too. Yeah, good song yeah. for shoving. Like, I was <laughs> never much of like a mosh person. Yeah, you were. But a I've right been guy. to a Converse show,
0: mm-hmm. and was... I
1: almost got in the mosh for this one.
0: Oh, you're oh yeah. The <laughs> convert. I don't know
1: if it was this specific song. They were they were an opening band for uh, Death Clock.
0: Oh yeah, Death Clock and um. And Mastodon, High on right? Fire and Mastodon. Yeah. Um,
1: it was a good-ass show.
0: Yeah. I want to mention that um, like a Jacob Bannon, when he said he wrote this record, he says that he thought wrote this record would bring something positive out of the negativity of, the, of his relationship disintegrating, and he says it didn't work. <laughs> 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 Which I was like, that's interesting to add that on. That sounds fucking sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> then we get into the final track, uh, 11 and a half minute closer. So it's yeah, it's a good percentage. The titular of the track, titular Jane Doe, titties. Um, it's no, that like a title. I know I'm fucking around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Play the boing sound.
0: Oh yeah. Um, here
1: we... There we
0: go. There we go. Hold then...
1: on. Right. Titular. Okay. Cool. And and also um, also yeah Chris got oh, a funny. uh yeah Chris got a uh uh a sampler. Thingy, it's called a roadcaster. Uh, it, it, it makes us sound like a, a morning zoo show, so it's good you it. Get
0: your fat Perfect. ass back here. There we go. Um, those are the only ones I've uploaded recently, so we're good. Yeah,
1: hopefully, you're <laughs> listening to us on the drive to work because it's the only time it makes sense.
0: <laughs> I think, I, I think there are a lot of people that, that might listen to this on their drive, right? I mean, Maybe okay.
1: That's when I'd listen to it.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. My but, drive's not that long, though. Uh, well, how long is your drive if you're going somewhere in general? 12 minutes. I'm, oh, you've timed it to the, to the, to the minute. I think my yeah. drive to work when I wasn't working from home was like 17 on a good day. Mm-hmm. All right. Jane Doe.
1: Yeah. Um, 11, 11 and a half minutes. And it... Uh, oh, i wait for this car to go by. I know. Okay, right. we're good. So it's 11 and a <laughs> half minutes. Um, but it like leads in from the previous song, which they do a couple of times on the album, where it just, just kicks right over and you're... You don't really notice if you're not paying attention to the, like, you know, your Spotify or whatever rolling over.
0: This is, um, uh, Jane Doe, like, a lot of people say that, I mean, it's a, one to me, it's a perfect closing track for this record. And again, mm. you know, you need a good opener, a good closer, and they do both. Um, Jane Doe actually has some very beautiful parts to it. Um, there's singing again on this one. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, it words. Some again. Clean singing. Yeah, clean sing, which is, but it's really, ah, like, they don't really say anything. I mean, they could. It could right? So,
1: this is another one of those tracks that I feel like is uh, two parts. Yeah, it's about seven and minutes, and I in. like the second part significantly more than the first part.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, seven minutes they give us a chance. To, they give us a chance to breathe, sort of, and then it builds back yeah, up. Yeah,
1: I, I feel like the second half is like a post metal song. Okay, and then the first half is like other songs from this album, but three minutes longer than it should be.
0: Okay. Um,
1: that's that's my feeling. Okay, about. so
0: you thought it was a little bit too long? Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. I definitely hear that. So, I just,
1: I guess, I felt like the first part was too long. They could have expanded that, the second half of it out to the full 11 minutes, but of, I, the first seven minutes kind of got boring.
0: I, I do, I want to mention some of the lyrics in here that I really liked in this. Like, for example, out of the burning night sweats, out of the rising seas of blood, Lost in you, like, Saturday nights. And this is my favorite part. Searching the streets with bedroom eyes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of creepy for me to say it that way. But, um, no, uh that's, but that's Shane Doe. Um, and now you're listening to it second slash third time. I, I listened to, uh, I listened to this, like, two times in the past couple of days. Um, right. And, I I think I like it more now than, than what I initially thought of bringing to send. Um, what are your thoughts on Jane Doe?
1: I mean, I like it more than the first time I listened to it. Okay. I still haven't quite uh, acquired the taste for the vocals yet.
0: Did I build it up too much? No. Okay, cool. All right. I was a little worried. I mean,
1: society at large has built this album up too much. <laughs> it could never reach the expectations that people put on it. Um, but I, there's something about the vocals in the, I mean, I'm not a huge, like proponent of like everything has to be really technically good, mm-hmm. but they kind a lot of the times they kind of just come off as like gross. Like it definitely just kind of sounds like a dude screaming. okay, Um, <laughs> and to, uh, further this death metal analogy, it reminds me a lot of like Chris Barnes from early cannibal corpse where it's like Mm. you can't understand what he's saying he's not particularly good at what he does but he sounds gross when he does it and then they got the new singer who's better so you're like oh that's what it's supposed to sound like um but it's not bad i mean there were definitely i i loved the the music on this album
0: did you um do you remember six feet under (laughs) yeah how ridiculous are they
1: so bad oh my god
0: yeah, I was. Uh, I remember, like, that was. Uh, I remember seeing the Jane Doe, uh, CD case on the s- same entertainment center where we were watching a six feet under video. <laughs> me, me and a couple friends who I I haven't seen in years, but um, <laughs> but dude, I I can credit them for getting me into this record that still holds so true. Now it doesn't sound dated, which is crazy.
1: Oh, definitely not. Like, yeah. When you said it was 2001, I'm like, there's no way this was released that long ago. It
0: sounds so good, and it, like it, I mean, heavy and fast and beautiful. Um, I I I like Jacob Bannon's uh, vocals. It's part of what makes Converge Converge. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can understand people not liking it because it it's really shrieking. That's all it is. Like, but yeah. If, but uh, I want to mention the other records after this. They have a record that came out in 2004 called You Fail Me, which I got the day came out, and it's not some of my favorites. the of favorite theirs. there's um, then No Heroes and Axe to Fall, which I, I've listened to once, maybe through both. And then in 2012, there's a record called All We Love Leave Behind, which I fucking love that record. It probably has one of my favorite songs ever on it called oh, Vici- nice. Vicious Muse, and it's so fucking awesome. And then they released something in 2017, a record called The Dusk and Us, in most of this record, Jacob Band is not really screaming or shrieking; he's kind of just yelling, which is.
1: And from what I was reading on that one, it seems like the band doesn't even like that album.
0: It's weird that the news. Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to hear what they do after the and Us. I own it. Mm-hmm. It's got a cool. It's got a cool, like you know, packaging. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I like the cover. But um,
1: I think I listened to that one when it came out. Oh yeah,
0: oh because everyone was not even being talking a convert
1: fan. It trend, just was getting good reviews, so yeah. I was like. All right, I'll check it out. I want to see what they're up to because it's like I knew, I still kind of remembered what Jane Doe sounded like. I was like, I wonder if they've changed at all.
0: Apparently, the uh, the model on the front Jane Doe cover is not based on anyone. Yeah. It's just something he made, which is impressive because it's a fucking... Yeah, I got it on vinyl just so I had the big artwork for it because it's, it's killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, do you want to go ahead and uh, tell me what you brought?
1: For sure. Okay. Uh, for my free play... I brought What Burns Never Returns by Don Caballero. Don Caballero. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. You Don Cab, the Don, whatever you want to call him. I usually settle with Don Cab. Um, yeah. but I've got I've got the vinyl copy
2: oh,
0: right sure. here. Nice.
1: I've got the mouse pad version right here. <laughs> Did it come with the mouse pad? Nope. It, I I ordered this uh, especially <laughs> because this is my this is one of my favorite album covers of all time. It's pretty cool. I don't know why. I just something about it clicks with me. Um, reminds me a lot of like a more interesting version of the American football cover.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, so when did you get into DonCab?
1: Um, high school.
0: High school. Okay. Guess um, when it, when I this was this was
1: this was actually so. I mean, you can see it. You know how many records I have. I have a lot of them. Yeah. This was in the first 10 records I ever bought.
0: Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Do you know the first uh, um, vinyl record I ever bought that I actually listened to? Yeah. Um, it was uh, Father John Misty's Fear Fun.
1: Nice. Yeah. I bought In God We Trust Incorporated by the Dead Kennedys <laughs> yeah. before I owned a record player. Oh, it was yeah. It the that's first a... album I ever bought.
0: And how long did you have it before you owned a record player? Three months, maybe. Okay. So, you in the stream once you had resolved to get a record player, right?
1: It was kind of like, as soon as I bought that, I'm like, I'm in it now.
0: Okay, yeah, I got to start now. Um, so, Don Cab, uh, when yeah. was this so, released originally?
1: This was... uh, 1998, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. So, Don Cab, instrumental rock band from Pittsburgh. Um, their their genre is kind of nebulous, because it's like... Are they the Godfathers of math rock? Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. Um, are they a progressive rock band?
0: Yeah, yeah maybe. You know, think, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them
1: what post rock. They're kind of in that early post rock. Okay, thing, you though, think so? Okay. Where like before post rock turned into what um, like Godspeed You Black Emperor is? Explosions in the sky. Or... Explosions in the sky. Before that, uh, post rock was kind of just like making non-rock music with rock instruments
0: like i heard helmet were considered and tortoise like those are considered post. tortoise
1: are yeah. um but the I... rails are um but it's it was never supposed to be this like symphonic rock thing that we it, instrumental rock thing it was like so since they were kind of there in the early days like i would consider it post-rock but mm-hmm. i wouldn't if somebody was like i like Godspeed, you black emperor. Tell me other good post-rock bands. I wouldn't say, well, listen to listen to Don Cab. Um, are they jazz? Don Cab would say no. In fact, what would I Don Cab believe says? it is on either this album or Don Caballero 2. In their liner notes, they say Don Caballero is rock, not jazz. Don Caballero is free from solos. One thing that's important to note when we listen to this Everything on here is planned. Nothing on here is improvised.
0: That is insane, by the way.
1: <laughs> so they play this stuff exactly, exactly like this. None of this is just thrown together. It's not jazz. It's rock. It's composed. Um. So this band was founded in 1991. This mm-hmm. album was recorded in 1997. They are their lineup is just constantly changing. Is there one in um, this album? Though? Yeah. Okay which is the drummer, Damon Chay. We'll talk about him in just um, a second, by the way. Yeah. This album is, it's not the first to feature Ian Williams, but it's the first one that he was, uh, like, like a creative part in
0: mm-hmm.
1: who later went on to form battles.
0: Oh, you love battles. Is that how I got into battles? Oh, I thought it was me battles. Then Duncap. cap.
1: Nope. Other way. Okay. Um, and then Mike Banfield, which is the other guitar player who has been in it since the beginning. And then Pat Morris on bass, who is one of the, like, four or five bass players that's been in this. He was on their first album.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then on none of their singles. Then on this album. Th- not on their f- second album. He was on their this album. And then he wasn't on their last album. Or They're... subsequent ones. Because okay. they, they actually broke up in 2001 after they recorded American Dawn, which is actually my favorite of theirs, mm, but pick- it's also like twice as long.
0: Oh, is that why you didn't pick this one? Pick that one for this? Uh, yeah, but
1: also this one, I feel like this one makes a much stronger impression. Okay. Like this, this got me into Don Cab, Amer- but American Dawn and Don Cab 2 uh, kind of connect with me in different ways, but everyone mm-hmm. basically agrees that this is their best album. Okay. Um, So they broke up in 2001 during the American Don tour and then they reformed with only Damon Che and uh, a random mishmash of a couple guitar players and they couldn't quite recapture what Don Cab was. They just kind of sound like any other uh, math rock Mm. band, but uh, you know, with really good drumming.
0: (laughs) Do you want to, do you want to introduce the record before we play the sample?
1: yeah so uh once again we play a little sample get you a little taste of it uh if it sounds like something you're interested in listening in to listen to it i highly highly recommend this one um so this is don caballero don Caballero, don cab the don and what burns Never returns <laughs> What burns never returns by Don Cab.
0: So, can I say something really quick about this record? Of course. Holy fuck! The drums on this
1: thing—they're ridiculous. This this album and the album before it actually have my favorite drum beat.
0: Oh, I mean, I can't like he. One, he's a masterful drummer. To like the composing of this blows my mind. The composition, mm-hmm. like, like it's it's so everywhere. But oh, man, it's. And when you, I actually wrote down a few of the songs, sounds like jamming. And when you say that all this is intentional, it blows my mind. Like, um, yeah.
1: And I think one thing that really. So, this album originally, I just. I didn't get it when I listened to it. I was like, what? Why Why do people like this? What is this? Um, but I think like I read somewhere that it's like. It's a drum led album. Okay. Like, everything is kind of like you're, you're focusing on the drums and everything is kind of like texture and stuff yeah, and that's around it. I felt it.
0: about it. like the drums are, are the lead instrument kind of, um, yeah, they're the driving force. But I wanted to say that I thought this was a very Ryan record. Like when I listened I, to it, yeah, I, it <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah. But I actually wrote down a very Ryan record. Um, so um, this is right from the very beginning. It's Matthew's fuck. Things sound glitchy, but it's also very engaging. Um, yeah. Starting with Don Cabrera three, which is the name of the record. Um, yep. The name of the song really.
1: Um. Yeah. Um, so one one little fun trivia tidbit. Mm -hmm. Um I mean it opens on kind of like distorted drums, but the when it switches over to like the real drum beat, yeah. That's my favorite drum beat of all time. Yeah. It is a holdover, not a holdover, it is a continuation of the final drum beat on their previous album, Don Caballero 2. Oh, interesting. That's how the final song on there ends. That's and then it starts and kind of like Controls this song, th- th- which is also the drum beat from the previous album. That is my favorite Don Caballero song called "No One Gives a Hoot About Your Faux Ass Nonsense."
0: Like Faux-F-A-U-X? Yep. Okay. Right. Um, back in the opening track, uh, it's it's a long track.
1: Um, I, I, it's one. Of, I think it's the longest. It's like a little over nine minutes. I
0: want to mention that there's really not any sort of rock guitar till about three songs in. Yeah. These first two songs are pretty much clean when it comes to that. Um,
1: It's one one thing that I do notice about this song, and they do it a couple of times on this album, uh, and at I mean different places throughout their career. Is some of the stuff is kind of a patience test.
2: Yeah, I definitely. I don't know if
1: they're goofing around, but like this song spends like three minutes before it really like kind of kicks into the song, just kind of doing this weird nebulous like not like scraping guitar, but it just kind of sounds like they're just kind of like plonking on the strings a little bit.
0: Yeah. It's about and two minutes. There's in, a part. The, the two minutes in is about a big stop. And then that's when yeah. it's sort of like, you sort of are able to sort of hear the song, I guess.
1: Yeah. There's a part where he's just kind of banging on the snare drum while it's doing this like nebulous guitar stuff. And it goes on for like 10 seconds longer than it needs to. Cause it's just like, you're like, stop please.
0: is there is is there a part you know that you hear the 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 morph the i'm sorry the the store guitars beginning is there a song when that part of the song that comes back right like six minutes in you hear that sort of at least that yep. mix yeah and then that's that sounds like oh that's really fucking cool that they brought that back um yeah
1: exactly it definitely shows that it's a little little more composed than it sounds
0: and it, at the end is when it sort of falls apart, but in a way that's planned. It has this, like this slide, sli- the sparse sliding riffs of minutes in, and then the drums they go nuts, and it kind of sounds like jamming. And that's what I wrote. Because uh, I felt I had flashbacks of me in a jam space with my buddy playing drums and me fucking around the guitar, and it sounded a bunch like yeah. this.
1: Which, uh, yeah, because I feel like the drums change a lot, but there's times where it's like the guitars don't really change.
0: Yeah, and I thought that was interesting, but I was thinking to myself, Okay, this sounds like me, with my buddy. We're jamming, but we're not on the same page. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, like, but uh, you said it was composed and That's insane. I... They
1: do this, so they do this thing that I really like. That I, I wish, I wish more bands would do. And I try to kind of throw it into some of the music that I make. Is they, they get like a beat or something to play with. And since there's two guitars, they're always kind of like interplaying off of each other. Oh, but they do as much as they can in that space. So there's not really, there's not really a lot of repetition. But it's like you're getting all these interesting ideas that keep changing, but are still kind of within the same parameters.
0: What I liked about the guitars in this is, like you said, there was a bunch of texture because there's mm-hmm. a bunch of experimental sounds all over this thing. But oh, the, yeah, rarely re- are they playing. doing the same thing. They're always off doing yeah. something different, which is. Like you said, they're creating a bunch of ideas in there, and somehow they find ones that work together, but they are completely different over they're playing. You know?
1: Yeah, it's like you get this like, like if you were to listen to each, because it's it's in each ear, so it's like one guitar player's in this ear, mm-hmm. the other guitar player's in the other ear. You could hear like almost three different songs because it's like, oh, I keep only my left earphone in, and it sounds different than if I had the right earphone in, and it sounds different if I had both of them, and like they work together and find these. I don't Melodies know, in all this.
0: I don't know if um you got the same thing. I know you're not even you listening to Fugazi a whole lot, but uh, in Jane Doe, in this one, I heard flashes of Fugazi, like 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 either Fugazi copied Don Don, Don Cab, or they were just on the same track. it really gets mm-hmm. more apparent later in the record. But I was hearing Fugazi all throughout the whole all throughout this thing.
1: I'm not as versed in Fugazi as you are, so I'd have to I'd have to listen to them more
0: if I were to give a I do I'll, to I'll listen shoot you a text. To. If it, it'd be give like, a hey, to listen hey. to that it reminds me of, it's in hits for nineteen ninety eight. So
1: Okay. Yeah. Well hey, this is later than this that. So. <laughs> or this is earlier than that. Yeah. This predates it.
0: Do you want to talk about in the absence of strong evidence to the contrary, one may one may stop step out of the way of the charging bull?
1: Yeah. <laughs> So this is, this is where they do kind of start to get a little bit more straightforward. It mm-hmm. opens with this really cool tapping riff.
0: It's also kind of jumpy. It's like, you know, kind of like, so like happy, kind of jumping, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but they're doing the tapping,
1: which is tapping is not just for Van Halen-style guitar <laughs> solos. It's also you can do riffs if you play on the top strings. Um, and what I really like on and it's kind of throughout this whole album Uh is the the guitar interplay. Um, And this one has like, oftentimes like half the riff will be played on one guitar and then it finishes up on another guitar. It just, they do this really good job of like completing this whole, whole picture across two separate instruments, even though they're not playing the same thing, they just kind of like fit together.
0: Yeah. About two minutes in, you get in this weird sort of comfy thing, uh, comfy pace, which I don't know what that means on my end. But um, it
1: slows down a little bit. I think yeah. it shows up in the sample at, um,
0: at the end of the song. It sort of gets this sort of desolate feel, you know, sort of like like a lonely, a lonely feeling you get from the song. Because mm-hmm. what I started trying to do with the, especially with the song tiles, is sort of, and this is good to do with this record, is to think of the song tiles as sort of like the setting, or as like the, or as like the story the song's trying to tell.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don Cab is super. I I like all their song titles. They're um, they're an instrumental band, so they don't have any vocals. So it's like you kind of have to say everything in your title. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one ends on a uh, you just got like this like amp sound, some feedback, and then just a a record scratch. <laughs> yeah. But real quick, while we're talking about titles, let me let me rail off a few. A few fun ones. All right. Uh, we've got... uh look at... I mean, one of their albums is called Punkgasm. <laughs> uh, mm, acting. I love me some good acting. <laughs> uh, what else we got?
0: How accurate are they when it comes to describing the song? Like punkgasm. Is it sound like a punk song?
1: Punkgasm is, but the the album itself is also called that is not as good. Uh, you got details on how to get Iceman on your license plate. (laughs) Uh, a lot of people tell me I have a fake British accent. Um, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, (laughs) let's face it, pal. You don't need that eye surgery. (laughs) Uh, yeah. No one gives a hoot about your faux ass nonsense.
0: Yeah. That was a good one.
1: Yeah. They just, you know, a lot of weird, weird stuff like that.
0: When I was in my high school band Tantrum, we, we made sure that the songs that we that we wrote, we just picked a random ass title for. <laughs> like, I don't know a whole bunch of them, but the one that sticks out my mind that's still not playing guitar is called Whoops, Your Head Fell Off, which has nothing to do about heads falling off. <laughs> yeah, so.
1: Yeah, we would always name ours um, after, like, we would listen to it and be like, Maybe I was drawing inspiration from these two bands, so we'd always name it like a combination of those (laughs) as like a working title. It's like, well, I'm listening to a lot of Modest Mouse and also uh, Don Cab. This one's called Modest (laughs) Don.
0: That's a good one. I like that. Um, Cool. And
1: then we've got the real, the heaviest song on the album, the rock song. Yeah. uh, Delivering the groceries at 138 beats per minute.
0: Yeah, actually right here, it's like the first heavy guitars. But like, and the, it
1: is, they are super heavy, super crunchy.
0: And I, I, buzzy even, like I think there's a buzz. I and mean, this is the mm-hmm. first song that really made me think about, about, um, a song by a few guys called Guilford Falls, because it, there's this, the there's this one guitar that's just doing the same thing, like sort of just like this, I want to call it texturing. This is zant, and I was like, okay. And the other guitar is doing something else, but I, this is probably my favorite song on the record, 100%. Yeah.
1: I think this one hits the hits the hardest off the bat. Um, it's the catchiest. I mean, this one gets stuck in my head all the time. Um, it sounds a lot like their earlier work. Like, they were almost like an instrumental, like a punk band, whatever you'd call this kind of music. <laughs> yeah. Um, But what I really like is, like, different beats are emphasized by different guitars, so it's like they kind of stay in the same riff for, like, a measure. Mm-hmm. And then it's like all of a sudden one guitar is, like, they chug like two more times than the other, and then they chug three more times than the other. And so, so, like the the part that they emphasize it, it just keeps changing. I don't know. It's really cool. It somehow all fits together.
0: Yeah, it's um, and I I would say that the, with the first song on this record is definitely the longest, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I know that you as a person you like long songs. Um, mm-hmm. especially when you showed me swans, I was like, geez, but, um,
1: I haven't even shown you the longest I swan know. songs.
0: Wait, wait, what's, what's the record? Uh, God, I had a friend mention swans to me too, cause he, yeah, but I mentioned that we did swans and then he's like, which one? like the newest one. He mentioned one other one, like to
1: like, be kind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to be that, kind. That'll be what I, what I show you when uh, we listen to them. and
0: If we get free play again, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Or it might be in the gauntlet if we were pull that one out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Um there's a part in here where like the uh the heaviness kind of clears and you get almost like a bluesy riff, mm-hmm. like bluesy for Don Cab that yeah. shows up. Um re- this is the only song with vocals. Yeah, okay. At one point the drummer goes, Woo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's probably really into it, I don't blame him.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because what's coming next is a big wall of sound like buildup that then just breaks into some really cool drums.
0: The, the drums in this, the star of this thing. I I was blown away by the drums in this song, in this record.
1: They're so good. Um, and then it ends on this like creaky frog sounding guitar. Like they're just like dragging their picks against the strings and like sampling it and making it echoey. It's
0: pretty cool. I mean, that's composed, but can you make it the same each time?
1: You'd probably get pretty close. <laughs> yeah. um, but I like that the bass kind of keeps playing the melody. Yeah, the bass. But...
0: yeah, I mean, all the all the interest in is do a fucking. They're all busy, you know. Yeah. There's a. Um,
1: but I feel like making creaky, croaky sounds on your guitar is better than a field recording of frogs croaking.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I Just do that. Do it yourself. I do that all the time anyway. Like when when I'm yeah. like yeah, like I'll sit down with my electric guitar, I'll play things for you know, 20 minutes and then I'll just start making noise. You know, like yep. I'll, I'll fuck around with the pedals and I'll start twisting things and sort of like, 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 like for example, we is not here or my wife's not here. I turn shit up and I, I just, I just create the coolest feedback sounds I can make. You
1: know, of course, that's what you gotta do.
0: And apparently in my, uh, my guitar, my, uh, Sheraton. It's so good making feedback because, <laughs> because I had to figure out how to play it. So I would make feedback in the first place. But I definitely don't have a good mm-hmm. feedback, you know, after a trial and error. Yeah, and that was a that was a all my friends' biggest complaint with the guitar when they when they'd want to play it is how much feedback they got
2: from it. Oh well,
1: wow. you just got to know how to play
0: it exactly.
1: Get good. The third, the then slice? the next song we've got "Slice Where You Live Like Pie," <laughs> very cowbell heavy song.
0: Yeah, it starts out with like a with like a little with the cowbell sound, sort of like the the uh tiny little plate near the top of the right cymbal that's what it starts out. yeah like.
1: it's uh and it and it like builds cuz it starts off with that sound and then the yeah. hi hat comes in and then the bass drum comes in and it's like how are you playing all this at the same time
0: and the bass in this this one's fucking groovy Oh, the bass oh,
1: the yeah. song. um the uh i love when the guitar comes in and it's like this weird the guitar working together, but somehow they made it sound like super glitchy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and short blasts of fuzz, even like um, mm-hmm. I, I like that that. Um, but yeah, the, the the it's very glitchy. This song a lot of glitchy noise. Like this is the first song. I was thinking if I listened to this on vinyl, I'd be like, is my is my record skipping? <laughs> like um... yeah, <laughs> you know. It's, and it's
1: this is like the first one that really almost has like a like a chorus riff.
0: Mm-hmm. They have a
1: part of the song that kind of keeps coming back and then the drums at one point, like they kind of start to take off, but then I don't know, the guitar kind of keeps playing its own thing and it's like, okay, well I'll go back to kind of being slow and then they really kick off. Yeah, and he got this like super metal. It sounds metal, even though like drum beats metal, but the guitar's not doing anything particularly metal sounding.
0: And this is about three minutes, thirty three minutes, thirty seconds in when they start doing this, and it's a squall of noise too, which I I love squalling noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also unrelenting drums, like like he's just going fucking nuts, uh, yeah, <laughs> like just just losing his mind on the drums, and it's great. I fucking love it. Um, and then
1: he just, and after he's going crazy with it, he just kind of, like, kicks into this really cool, like, little, like, jaunty beat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, how is this so jaunty? It's just the drums.
0: Yeah. I I um, I um will be v- revisiting this record for sure. It's so interesting. Yeah,
1: you'll have to revisit this one, and you'll have to listen to um, Don Caballero 2 and American Don. Okay. But oh. the... Uh, The ending drum beat on this is really weird too, where it seems like almost like the snare is just randomly placed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't sort of nod your head to it. You're like, when's he going to hit it? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Where's the beat? Yeah. like What you're doing is really cool. But like every time I can't like, I'm just like,
0: "Uh, uh, 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 (laughs) uh." (laughs) Um, then we get into room temperature suite.
1: My favorite song on the album. Oh, is that right? It is a, it's actually a combo of two old songs. Uh, trade dogs acid okay, and room temperature lounge. They just took they basically took two two of their songs, cut off the end of each of them, and then just mushed the first two parts together.
0: Okay, um,
1: and they're some of my favorite singles of theirs too.
0: I, I think this has the most experimental guitar work in it. This song, I could see that. Yeah, that's what I wrote down experimental at least. Um, it kicks into full gear by 40 seconds in. And then again, about two two minutes, and it changes course. You know, like, like yeah, <laughs> I was like just stops and I'm like oh here's a new here's a new part of it. Like yeah, I was really into the like I don't know. It feels like all the records we picked for this for this episode, they all like sort of change course midway through songs. Like like yeah, just...
1: a lot of like two part yeah things. And then I got that. I mean, this this one does it purposely because it's actually just two songs mushed together. My
0: favorite thing about this song is actually the cool guitar and bass call, call and response. Like, oh yeah. 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 Like for example, like you hear the guitar play something then you hear the bass play the same thing, but different. And I thought that mm-hmm. was really fucking cool. So
1: I, yeah, I love the guitar interplay on this. Cause they kind of keep like, you know, going back and forth on it. The bass is super good, but I, it makes me laugh every time like where the song like fades out with the drummer kind of hitting the center. And then it comes back in super loud. Just playing the same, the same beat. yeah but i don't know it uh, for whatever reason makes me laugh somehow these guys are really funny despite being an instrumental band right like um on don cab 2 they have probably the funniest instrumental song where Mm -hmm. they're just playing this really annoying riff like they do a part where it like goes really high up and they play this like really dissonant high-pitched chord for way too long and then it's like just this weird little lazy riff that it's like they kind of fade out and stop playing it. And then they kick back in and keep playing it. And then they, sl- they do the same thing. They fade out and stop playing it.
0: And, it and then they
1: come back in and it keeps going for like five minutes.
0: I want to mention that when the French are sweet, um, the guitar gets really off kilter. Like, 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 it gets, oh, yeah. It gets like, 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 how did they, like, write this part? Sort of, cause me, <laughs> you know, like, but again, like I said, mentioning mentioned earlier, the drums are the. Are the lead? Are the are the the thing that everyone follows? You know, and that, yeah. They're like the anchor. It's an interesting, interesting thing because a lot of people say you know, drums are the backbone, rhythm of the backbone. I'm like I'm like, i like, this is really a, a backdoor way to enter that. You know, because like because mm-hmm. to me, like like it's like they write guitar parts around the drum beat, You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I, a lot of people don't like though. Like for example, another band does that that sounds nothing like Don Gab. Or glass um, they'll like you know they'll play like you know single note on the bass, or they'll play guitar guitar or drum beat, and the band will write a song around that drum beat. Um, hmm. Nothing like this, but to me, it's just sort of the same concept, you know?
1: Right. Um, but I, the drums being the lead.
0: If i remember correctly, Damon Chay also plays guitar. I think on on the third song on a.
1: Yeah, I think a little bit. He's hmm. it's a big wall of guitars anyway, so who knows what he's actually. <laughs> I mean, it's doing cool. on that specific. It's cool track. that he
0: is playing guitar. Like he, he, he's not just stuck in guitar land or drum land. You know, yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like for example, uh, when I was reading a about Jane Doe, the bass player says, "Like, hey man, I just play bass." And I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, "Like, I sort <laughs> of, I sort of like, like, mm, I don't like that, that that idea." But hey, I love that record, so hey. Then we get into the world in perforated lines. The thing I like most about this song is the ghostly beginning to it. It's got like this ghostly yeah. sound to it.
1: Little kind of like pretty guitar thing that mm-hmm. it starts off with, kind of real quiet in the mix, and then the the kind of like heavier, little more like sinister notes come in. This short little four note loop,
0: yeah, like two minutes forty seconds in, I actually wrote that down. Like an ominous sound, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's dark sounding. It's really cool. Um
1: But yeah, I like I like this one because it's you got the one guitar kind of doing the do 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 doo do do do. <laughs> and the other the other guitars like kind of jamming along to that while the drums are also kind of jamming along to stuff
0: yeah it's a really cool song if, uh, if a lot
1: I, of like call and response guitars into it if
0: i do pick my second favorite song in the circuit that would be it the one more it's like, a good one yeah it's a,
1: this is this is up there with one of my favorites i always i always kind of show off the one two combo of room temperature suite and the world in perforated lines when really? i'm showing if i'm ever showing them off
0: you're like hey check this out yeah <laughs> while you're playing mario kart on silent Exactly.
1: <laughs> but I like that the, the guitars at some point do kind of like lock together and it, it sounds really good. It like, I don't know, it brings it from this kind of like cool nebulacy thing to just like, boom, we're doing this thing now. Mm. And then it ends... In another kind of cool way where it just, like, hangs out on, like, room noise and, and amp hum.
0: Yeah, it fades for out. For, like, does, 10 seconds. Or it actually fades out because it, it does sort of fade out, which you don't... You you don't really hear a lot of songs anymore, like, when they sort of fade out. Like, like Jane Doe actually has that old-school fade out where the song, when the music slowly gets quieter and quieter. And it mm-hmm. ends, you know? But this
1: one sounds like they didn't fade out they just started playing quieter yeah, until they were just standing there silently and you listen to their amps buzz
0: <laughs> yeah that's true um <laughs> then we get from the desk of elsewhere go
1: which i think is the most challenging listen on this album
0: 100% this is the one where i
1: thought i still am completely undecided on this song if i'm not in the mood for it i fucking hate this song uh, if i'm in the mood for it it's fine. Well, it's I actually good.
0: wrote down like, do my record skip? Nope, on Spotify. <laughs> like that's what I wrote yeah. down. Um, really cool. Like the guitars almost never
1: quite match up with each other. Oh, not all. Even no. really with the drums.
0: But uh, I did write down, holy fuck, the drums in this. Um,
1: yeah, I, the drums on this song and the bass on this song are all really cool. Uh, and a, but the guitars are only doing this like.
0: <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It points they sound glittery, you know what I mean? Like they kind of have a gl- yeah. glimmery, glittery sound. Um, but yeah, this song is, it's definitely hard. It's also a pretty long one compared to the song. This it record. is.
1: It, I think it's like, it's over seven minutes. It's almost eight.
0: But if I had to pick the most interesting instrument in this, it was sort of near the end. Um, like, I guess like a seven, six or six minutes in, the, uh-huh. ba- the bass in that, just, I'm like, turn that shit up. Um, oh yeah, the bass riff is yeah. so good. Oh, yeah, and, and, and it was it was like um so like um yeah yeah it it was that's how I really feel just and then um but um God I just want to use that more, but um yeah it was uh it was really like so funny. when I when I heard it so yeah I like the bass yeah language. it's.
1: It's mostly a drum and bass song, I think, on this one. Because the guitar for almost eight minutes is just kind of doing this like plink plonk call and response thing. They're just playing the same notes over and over again. Kind of honestly kind of annoying, but when you can move <laughs> past those and listen to the bass and drums, it's really cool. Do you, um, do
0: you did you want to be a lightning bolt song, really? Is that what you're hoping?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can take the guitars out and it'd be a fine song. <laughs> um Yeah,
0: it's 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 definitely challenging for me, but I was like, I was, again, I found this very interesting, so. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and then we get to the, the final track. Uh, June is finally here, which I think is probably like the happiest sounding, most triumphant sounding song on here.
0: Yeah, I did write down, starts pretty typical for this album, it starts out the same way the rest of it. Like, I was like, okay, this sounds like the mm-hmm. Don Cab opening of a song. But about one minute in there's this breakdown, and it picks up and changes shape. You know? Like, yeah. And, and math be thrown through, like, like you're going to hear Don Cab record in this mathy part. Then you're going to hear, you know, June is finally here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does. It, it kind of, I mean, it says June in the title, but yeah. it feels kind of like a summery song. Like it feels warm. It like it's using the same kind of skeleton as the rest of the album, but it feels different from a lot of it. Like it feels very, it just feels happy, very clear compared which, to the rest of the album. Which is, There's not a lot of, like, ugly notes. I don't
0: have a whole lot of happy records in my in my collection, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like this, this would fit in there, you know?
1: Yeah. It's a nice, just kind of happy uh, instrumental song without, I don't know. I feel like when you get a lot of, like, happy music, it tends to kind of be, I don't know, like, dumbed down? I don't yeah. Know. Maybe that sounds a little a little snobby, but I don't, you can make happy music without it being simple. It or... didn't
0: have to be Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like for example, a great, uh, a great record that's for the summer and sunny. That's not happy or that, that it works when it comes to not simple. What's is that disheveled cuss record? Oh yeah. That's yeah. a
1: fantastic summer album. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it, it doesn't need to be happy, but it's June for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. And this one just kind of the guitars and stuff make a really nice atmosphere. You've got this kind of echoey, repeating, like high note line at the. I don't. I don't know. It sounds very like glimmery and glittery and nice.
0: Yeah, it gives you a good feeling. You know, don't in feeling you have know, a bummer. Um, I, re- I watched a movie last week that made it, I was just like, man, this fucked up my night. But um, this <laughs> this will not do that to you. You're gonna have a good time with, with, with when if you listen to the whole thing at least. Yeah, you can make it through um, the previous song. Yeah, you're gonna have a good time. that song. It is a
1: nice. It's almost like a nice little break from the last song. It's like, are you all right? You've been challenged. Here's kind <laughs> of our, here's your reprieve, your rest, so your in reward. The,
0: in the Don Cab discography, or is, is this number two?
1: I think, but that's only because my number one is tied with, with American Don and Don Cab Two. Jeez. <laughs> so maybe so, it's my, maybe it's my, ah, eh, you know what? I'm going to shift stuff around. I think two is my favorite. Don Cab two. This is my second favorite. And then American Don is my third favorite. Okay. American Don used to be my favorite for the longest time, but, but you, I think I've started appreciating different things about it.
0: Oh, okay. So uh, I mean, cause I, I my top five of all time changes throughout the year, you know? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the band discography, my favorite record's on there. That rarely changes if I'm really acquainted with the band.
1: They're just so different, I th- think, is why it might change so much. Because uh, American Dawn is really cool, but they lost one of their guitar players. So they ended up trying to do the same thing with uh, a, uh, a loop pedal. Okay. So it is kind of closer to Battles, but still Don Cab, because Ian Williams is in it. So he's he's making these loops and then jamming along with himself on these loops. But that does make some of the songs kind of, it makes them a little long. because they don't really edit a lot of it out. So it's like, while he's building the layers, you're kind of just like, okay, build. <laughs> um, um, but I still like, it. I mean, I'm sure it'll change back to being my favorite.
0: So interesting thing about uh, converge after they kicked out the guitar player, they decided to stay a quartet, just uh-huh. drum, drums, guitar, bass. And singing vocals, now everything's done with one guitar. You know, when I saw them live, it was a quartet and it was fucking incredible. Nice, yeah. But uh, that was after Jane Doe came out, and but apparently <laughs> they knew how to play the songs because they've been practicing without the guy that kicked out for a while. Then, So
1: whatever works. Yeah, whatever works. Um, so yeah, what did you what did you think of?
0: I really like this. What burns ever I, returns. I thought it was interesting. I mean, that's the best way to put it—interesting, but not interesting in the way that. You know, for example, a lot of people say this election is going to be interesting. Not interesting that way, actually, genuinely, <laughs> more genuinely interesting. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, I, I want to revisit this and, and uh, get to know it a bit more than I do now, sort of. Because I'm sure there's so much stuff yeah. that I didn't notice. You know,
1: Yeah, and that's I, I think that's why what Don Cabs big draw for me is, and maybe I'm starting to like American Don less is there's just like it's like moment by moment you're noticing different things, but when you're playing along with a loop, you're kind of hearing the same thing over and over again. And then you hear the um, layer.
0: like after that, like, like, like Russian exactly. circles do the same thing, but I think they're different. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: A, a similar kind of build yeah, up to but, stuff. But I can hear like, but I, they say they're, they say they're not jazz, but like you can kind of listen to it like jazz, where it's like you're noticing different things and appreciating the interplay between musicians.
0: I want to see how Damon Shea holds the sticks and tell me if it's not jazz or not. <laughs>
1: he doesn't hold it like a jazz drummer and okay. he has his hot hi- uh not hi-hat his snare super low
0: hmm. okay
1: yeah he uh, sits really weird
0: <laughs> but I, I mean he's an amazing drummer like like he's ridiculous like kind of like i feel like prodigy like if that were the case because it was insane <laughs> hearing this hearing this stuff he he did on this record and it's that's a they're a really interesting band like super interesting mm-hmm. and um i i want to listen to more of their stuff for sure and so I'm going to check out Don Cat 2 and American uh, Head. Or American, what's it called?
1: American Don. American
0: Don, what's it head? Yeah. yeah, American Don. <laughs> uh, probably here tomorrow, maybe. Um, yeah. But uh, do you think it's time for us to pick the next topic or next? Of uh, okay, let me get that. My, my
1: <laughs> actual favorite part of every episode. Is it really? Yeah.
0: Oh, it's exciting, right? It's very exciting. Okay, so here we go.
1: Like opening I, a opening a present, that I, I can't, can't, wait, go till look to, my I can't wait till
0: you're here to I can't wait till you're here to actually um to do it to like actually blow yourself again. Yeah, me but, too. Okay, so I wrote oh, okay, this one's politics. Oh, is it? Yeah, but it's spelled P O L I T I X. I mean, I know what I'm bringing. Yeah. Oh, oh, you do. Okay, I know what I'm bringing too. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it would have been. It, it probably would have been Fresh Fruit for Rolling Vegetables if we hadn't already done that one. Mm-hmm.
1: They, they have other albums. They have other <laughs> better albums, even.
0: Well, uh, I uh, I guess I got to do a quick search, but I'm pretty sure I know I bring in this one. Um, so, yeah, politics. Um, It could be punk-heavy. It could not be. I don't know.
1: Probably will be.
0: <laughs> I think I like get You little cute with mine. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, man. Um, what else you got going on?
1: Well, yeah, I mean that was our that was our ep yeah. our new episode. Yeah. Um Free Play. Free Play. Uh I do and my buddy Dylan, we do the music for this podcast. We're a duo, a band called Smell, and we are on uh Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com. So if you like the intro or the outro, the song you're currently hearing now, uh we have two albums up. They're both free. They're both pretty short. I think the first one's under ten minutes. The second one's like fifteen minutes.
0: They're pretty good. I like them a lot.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. And well, what about you? What do you got going on?
0: I got another podcast I do called movies That Don't Suck" and "Some That Do." They're released every week, uh, generally Sunday or Monday, depending on how busy I am or how lazy I am. Um, uh, <laughs> we do two new movies a week, generally fish streaming because uh, it's not a whole lot to go to the theater for right now, believe it or not. Um, you know, uh, a guest. Yeah, I think the last two movies we saw on Thieves were New Mutants and Tenet, and then I think we're done gonna thieves to like Wonder Woman or some shit comes out. Um mm. but yeah, it comes out every week, uh I do it with my buddy Neil, we have a good time, we talk a lot, we drink a lot, and it's it's fun. <laughs> um and uh why don't you give our contact info again?
1: Yeah, we are on Facebook at uh record night. Uh, we are on Instagram at RecordNightPod and uh, RecordNightPod at gmail.com. Right. So send us, send us a message, send us themes, anything like that. We'd love to talk to you, love to hear
0: from you. I do want to mention that uh, on Spotify, there are two Record Nights. We are Record Night, and the other one is Record Night Podcast. Uh, if you guys want to hear us do a rec- uh, podcast with those other record ladies, uh, episode 20 is our collaborative episode. We had a good time. They're, they're, good, they're good dudes. They're good dudes. Yeah. Um. So that was Record 9, Chris. And I'm Ryan.
1: And we'll see, see you guys you next, next time. time.